Hello and welcome to Final Show Films. Before you enjoy the following production, there's just a few things I'd like to get out of the way first. Starting off, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters, especially our $25 tier supporters, Antitonic, Cat, Water, Flame, and Samantha Bates. If you'd like to support us, you can do so on our Patreon, patreon.com fsfilms, as well as by following me on Twitter, at John A. Bates, following and subscribing to us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash senstaku, on YouTube, youtube.com slash senstaku, and on any of our podcast feeds, links to which you can find on my Twitter account. Thank you once again for tuning in, and I hope you have a good time. Bye. Alright, hello everybody, and welcome back to Adventurers League, Final Show Films, Curse of Strahd. I am William, and joining me today, we have our players. We have, starting with Jeremy. Hello, I am Jeremy. I am playing Valis, the uh, Scourge Asmar uh, Grave Cleric. And Aaron? Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm playing Connie, the Human Zealot Barbarian. And Jeff? Hey, I'm Jeff. I'm playing Jonel, the Elven Sunsoul Monk. And Sam. Hi, I'm Sam, and I'm playing the knee, half orc. Ranger. Ranger. Um, and when last we left, several weeks ago, because we had to break for Gen Con, sorry about that. Um, the group of these adventurers had made their way into the keep of Argen Vostholt, hidden away in the lands of Barovia. Um, the group of them, after entering this dilapidated keep, found a ballroom full of spiders, which decided to attack them, uh, went to some of the rooms on the, on the back end of this floor and found a group of revenants, which decided to attack them. Uh, and then deciding to clear the bottom floor before they decided to go up towards the tower to see what might be above, found a animated creature of flame in one of the uh, in one of the fireplaces, which they decided to attack first and exploded on them when they killed it. I also want to point out that we encountered bats in my coffin. Yes, and a, and a coffin. After they after they had taken a rest, they encountered uh, a coffin laid out in front of the uh, laid out right before this the statue outside of the facility. Uh, and when they opened the coffin, the coffin which had um, Connie's name on it, uh, a swarm of bats appeared and tried to attack Connie. I died. That's why that happened, presumably. <laughs> and so we rejoin the group uh, as they stand in the smoldering remains of the room with the living fire that they had just destroyed. As Connie had just opened the door to the back in the in the in the back wall, um, which. I believe, led into a standard parlor that had been relatively neglected. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, did we already search that room? Or Yeah, I believe you'd looked in there and not found anything of use. 
right. aside from another door that leads out into another hallway. The door is somewhere. I just don't remember where it is. Right here. Ah. Yes. <clears throat> Through the door, then. Um. Okay. If you want to take the lead, Connie. Sure. I will head up the staircase. In this particular so, case, it's down, but oh, down the staircase. Yeah, and so there's there's, there's sort of a, a small declining staircase that leads down to what appears to be uh, an iron gate with a port with sort of portcullis um, archway that sort of blocks off exit from this end of the of the keep. So we're gonna continue back up the staircase on the other side then. I am following close behind. I assume this is a door what I'm next to. Uh yes, that is also a door. Is it locked? So as uh, you open that one. One thing, does this portcullis, does it raise up or does it swing it, out? It, it, it raises up. Is there any mechanism on this side to raise it up? Uh, it does appear to be, it seems like it can be just pulled, but the, but the chains that pull it are, are locked. Um, meanwhile, uh, tattered brown drapes cover the windows of this circular room and a heavy curtain hangs across an archway to the south. Strewn about the floor is the wreckage of half a dozen beds and other pieces of furniture. I will walk into this room. You see, there's, there's a curtain immediately to your south, which if you brush it aside, you see what seems to be some sort of kitchen area. Investigation or something to try and determine... If there's any or perception, I don't know. Is there anything here? Um, go ahead, roll, roll me investigation. I will also investigation. <laughs> not bad. No, it's not. Um. Um, Less so, me. yeah. Vallis, you look at this and you just see the remains of peasants who were probably not relevant enough for you to worry about. Um, Connie, as you look around, you see this place has been untouched for a long, long time. It looks like when this building got hit with something and shook, a lot of these seem to have broken down a bit in the, in the shockwaves, but do not appear to have been directly attacked and they've just been left here for a while all right well i'll look back and see if janelle is actually coming is looking out here is this actually part of the map or is this like a separated section look at this bridge and stuff here is this actually viewable from where the where we are at uh, no, that is that is supposed to be the second floor. They just didn't separate the uh, the floors. Okay, all right. Then never mind. Then I'm not going to look. <laughs> I'm not going to bother investigating that. 
I think there's a door. Yep, there is a door there. Um, the ki the kitchen has been plundered. Its tables overturned. The floor is littered with rusted utensils and smashed crockery. Narrow windows flanking a hearth look out over a cemetery. An open pot hangs from a hook inside the blackened fireplace. It rattles on its hook and bobs up and down as though something is inside it. Okay, I'll investigate the pot with the potential <clears throat> things and Perhaps I should check you are um, somewhat wounded. Um, how about this? Stand to the side. Uh, standing to the side here, using my using my spear, reach over uh, and just kind of tilt the cauldron a little bit. As, so, you, as, you, as you sort of use the butt of your spear to tap and prod the pot, uh, as it tilts a little bit, you get just the faintest glint of glowing red eyes for just the briefest moment in the blackness of the, of the pot. And then there's a flurry of motion and fluttering noise as a bat flies out of the pot and flees out the room. Yeah, you getting a talk of opportunity on the back <laughs> the window. <laughs> it doesn't fly past you. It flies through the open curtain and doorway. Damn it. You really wanted to kill the random bat. Yes! It was coming right for us. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. It's just aesthetic. Also... That seemed to be a motif, and you're not wrong. All right, and you open that door again as well, Connie. Yeah, I was gonna head on further. All right, that one brings you back into the into the uh, the meeting hall. Okay. The hall. So that seems like it would have been a full loop. We would have covered all the space we're aware of. Yep, seems to have covered everything on this floor. Okay. Most everything. Did we find the staircase up at some point? Well, the, yeah, in the, the main hall, there's yeah. that staircase. Yeah, the stairs are stairs up were in the main hall. Um, there was there is one door that you have not um gone through yet. Oh. Um, which is the door to your left, and also seems to connect with the doors that would be in the in the entrance hall. Ah, yes. This one. Down. Yeah. This one, I believe. Oh no, not those. The uh, that one is a door that leads back to the main hall. But the one I'm talking about is this one. Near. Okay. Yeah, heading that uh, way. Okay. Sorry, dynamic lighting is sometimes hard to make out. Yeah, no, that's fair. I will <laughs> open the door. All right. So that would be the last room in this place, which is. Where Strahd yep. has been waiting for us this entire time. Yeah, it's just, it's, like, oh, oh, well, so there you are. Took you long enough. Um, no, it's um, as you open, you open it into what seems to be a wine storage room. Five barrels lie in wooden braces along the walls of this dark, moldy storage room. And you can sort of, it's very dark in here, and it seems to be sort of awkwardly quiet, but definitely still. Okay, um, I will, hold on just a second here, see, whoops, that's my backup character, here we go, um, 
Yes, I will cast light. All right, so you cast light. Where, what are you just putting it on your shield, or are you going to put it on the object in the room? Or uh, I'm going to put it on. I'm gonna put it on my hand axe. All right. I'm going. If there's anything bad in this room, I am going to kill it with light. All right. So. That's my thing. I am also a, I am also a warrior of the light. You don't own that. <laughs> and I start venturing into my doom. All right. So you, um, as you step into the room and the light casts on, um, you find yourself. You turn as you see a little bit of movement. And you see, sort of hiding behind the further stack of wine barrels, is an elf. A strange, strange elf from most appearances. Their skin is sort mm -hmm. of sallow and purplish, and their hair is a sort of silvery white, and their features are gaunt and sort of drawn out, but their eyes are this sort of piercing sky blue as they sort of look up at you with a bit of a start and just kind of see that you don't seem to be some sort of monster and go back to holding their bleeding side as they definitely are very clearly heavily injured. Okay. Uh, when you say sallow purplish and white hair, my mind drifts towards drow. Is that uh, Definitely is? not a drow. Okay. It's something different. Um... Um, Valis starts striding in that direction. Janelle's gonna follow uh, you to the injured. room. Injured? Do you need help? Uh, I would be uh, grateful for any healing you might be able <coughs> to provide. Alright, well, he gets a level one cure because I don't know this dude yet. But um, he gets six hit points back. <laughs> the absolute minimum he can get from me. <laughs> I feel like that is thematically appropriate with Valis's attitude towards him at this time. I mean, he definitely seems to look better with that, at the very least, as the blood flow slowly stops and he manages to take a little bit of a deeper breath. Who are you? Oh. Ah, my name is Savid. I was searching the forest for a missing Vistani girl by the name of Arabelle when I was assaulted by a mob of those needle things. Those plant creatures. The blights. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I took refuge here in the mansion. Inside. Sure. I mean, it sounds legit, but this is 
Barovia. Yeah, can I get an insight to see if this person's still like I realize Valis healed them, but fully alive. Sure, you can roll insight. <laughs> Four. This was a long time ago, but the name the long time we were, we were asked to look for a, a lost Vist, uh, Vistani girl ourselves. What was her name? Um, the there was a mention of a Vistani girl who had gone missing named Arabelle, who is the name that he said he was looking for. Um, <clears throat> but with a uh, with a four, Connie. This person is an elf. Elves are hard to read. It's weird. You don't get how elves' facial expressions work, especially this one who's got weird, weird face. Um, Valis, they don't seem to be lying about anything. They seem too relieved to still be breathing to really be lying right now. Okay. Well... This you're better now. This girl, um, Arabelle, who sent you to look for her? Uh, the Vistani camp outside of Vallaki. It's where most of the remains of my people still hold out. And we have made decent friends of the Vistani that live there, and so when Arabelle went missing, I volunteered to try and find her. Instead, I find myself in the ancient ruins of Aragon Vostold. Well, it's the dragon's keep, anyway. Right. Um, William, it's been a while. Is one of our... The the demon... The monster hunter ally we have is Vistani herself, correct? Yes, Esmeralda's Vistani. Okay. Well, I, I am going to kind of look in her direction for if she can confirm many aspects of this story. Um, the man, uh, he appears to be a Dusk Elf, um, who are rare. Most of them have been killed. And uh, from what I remember, some of the few survivors did stay with the Vistani outside the Valaki. Um, this seems to be accurate. Do you need a help exiting? No, I should be able to um, make my way home now that you've stopped the bleeding, but before I go... Um, I was going to say that before you go, if you need, I have... You can tell us about this place that you... Anything you've seen since well, you came here? I haven't seen... I haven't seen much since I came here, but I do know of the place. Um, Argen Vostholt uh, is the home of Argen Vost. Uh, Argen Vost was, as they say, a silver dragon um, that liked to assume the form of a human. Uh, and he made his home here, and in his human guise, the dragon led a group of knights called the Order of the Silver Dragon. 
they sort of they served as a shelter for refugees who had come to the valley to escape Strahd's army. But Strahd's soldiers, they say, slew the dragon, destroyed the order, and sacked the mansion. The Vistani and we Dusk Elves that remain tend to avoid this mansion, as it's feared that Argenvost's ghost still haunts these walls. Very well. I'm afraid that's most of what I know about the place, and I've only been here for long enough to hide. So we're dealing with the ghost of a dragon. The silver dragon, to be fair, but yes. They must have done something pretty terrible to get the dragon's spirit to stick around. From all, from all reports, Argenvost was a great man. Dragon man. But the and I suspect and I'm no expert on ghosts that the terrors that Strahd visited on this place when he sacked it may have been part of the reason he cannot leave. <clears throat> Look over at Vallis. This is a was a silver dragon. It is it would be the right thing to set its spirit at ease. I mean, yes, we're going to be doing that. For sure. Um, I expect the dragon will be, or the, the dragos. Now, the dragon, that's Dragon's. not a Val, Valis is not portmanteauing this shit. <laughs> um, I suspect the dragon ghost, even the most noble of people do not make it through to ghosthood with their sanity intact as a rule. So we may have to fight a now evil dragon ghost. I don't know how I feel about those words. Now you understand why the Vistani and the Dusk Elves stay away from this place. Moral complexity. Let's just go somewhere else. I mean, it's for Valis, it's more like on one hand, Dragon Ghost sounds like the best thing to destroy ever. On the other hand, Dragon Ghost. 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 Let's fight a ghost dragon. Well, sure, why not? He looks back at uh, Valis. Looks back at at, at uh, Savid. Savid. Points doors that way. Well, I appreciate your aid. If you ever if you ever find yourself at the Vistani camp outside Velaki, come and find me. Right. And he sort of makes his way, sort of still stumbling a little bit on weak legs, but definitely not going to just bleed out on the ground and makes his way. Offers a nod to Esmeralda as they pass and heads out.
All right. Well, that so now that we know something of what to expect in this castle, do we continue on? I yes. would like to set the spirit free, but as you we said, must. it is a ghost dragon. Uh, from what I understand and what Valis said of the revenants we encountered, would purifying their boss potentially get them to stop coming back? I mean, there's no certainty with ghosts, but that definitely rings in your mind as a possibility. Cool. Connie will point upwards, potentially gesturing toward the stairs that are right next to, to where she currently is. Actually, yeah, there are there are actual stairs right next to you. Yes, we're going up now. All right, so everyone going upstairs? Wink. Yep. All right. One of you can determine if there's any undead anywhere around. <laughs> yes, actually, but let's wait. Until Once we get upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, I think stone may block mine. So stone, sorry, stone, and or complete cover block mine. Um. Hmm. Um. Yeah, one foot of stone. So a lot of these walls would potentially block my holy detection magic. But yeah, uh, once we get upstairs, I'll... Uh, so if you if you hold it here, um, definitely not within 30 feet of you. Okay. Does I'll it last for a while? Yeah. Around and maybe it'll act as a bit of an early warning system. Yeah. I can actually put an aura on if you want. Yeah, actually, if you want to put a 30-foot aura of detect good and evil so that I know if you come across anything that would read through yep. anything. There you go. Perfect. There's a light purple. There's a curtain uh, this way. We, I suggest we be very cautious on opening any door when we open any doors. So as you as you rise here, you arrive at the balconies. Two stone balconies flank the main foyer. Balusters carved to resemble knights in shining armor support the elegantly carved stone railings. Weapons and shields festoon the walls along each of these walkways, while alabaster busts of handsome men flank hallways that lead north and south away from the foyer. At the west end of each balcony is an archway that leads to a spiral staircase going even further up. And you arrive at the north alcove. A red velvet curtain hangs in front of an alcove in the northeast corner of this hall. I go through it. You open I it guess. up. And yep. there appears to be a series of small windows, likely archer slits, primarily okay. on the other side. I cannot see that, but cool. Uh, let me. You know, pop. I don't know why windows are a like light blocking object. Seriously. Yeah. I couldn't see it because the curtain was a light blocking object. 
I'll check the other one for the same thing because presumably this is going to be the easy side. And in the southeast corner, uh, a, a red velvet curtain hangs in front of an alcove in the southeast corner of this hall. It ripples ever so slightly. I have a sword out and I'll open the curtain. You open the curtain. One of the narrow windows in the back of the alcove has a broken glass pane, and there's a slight breeze moving, moving the curtain. A black cloth covers something atop a white marble pedestal inside the alcove, however. Why the hell not? I'll walk up and pull it off. Uh, you pull the curtain, you pull the, the curtain away, and you find yourself staring at the severed head of, um, what's the name of John's character, as I try and recall? Maria? Of, of, of Maria, sort of sitting there, staring aghast, mouth open, blood oozing from the stump with dead eyes. Ballas. Coming. Walk over. You step over. Um, I'm going to reach out, um, now we know where the shadowy vortex leads. Is it really her? That's my, um, I am looking through and seeing if there's anything. Yeah, I'm going to reach out and carefully pick it up. Um, you There's reach out and grip and lift, and it's heavy. <laughs> like, very heavy. As you pick it up, it's like, ah, this is heavier than a head should weigh. Medicine check? Um... Just because. Eh. It's, uh, I'm sure I have third level spells to burn. I'm gonna cast Dispel Magic on it. Go ahead. Roll me a Dispel Magic check. Uh, give me wisdom. Essentially wisdom save. 19. Yeah. Uh, so you cast the spell, and the now that you realize the illusion of Maria's head just kind of warbles and vanishes, and you realize that you are now holding a sort of an alabaster bust of a handsome middle-aged human with a neatly trimmed mustache and beard. I look around, and just in a louder voice than usual... That's not funny. Why would they want us to think it was Maria? To unnerve us. <clears throat> I think there's something here that's toying with us. The, the head, the coffin that arrived. Indeed. Something's toying with us. I don't, I don't know about you, but all of this reeks quite strongly of Strahd's machinations. In, yes. I feel like 
we can probably blame Strahd for most things. Hey, look, there's a door here, isn't there? Yes, there is. I'm going to open this door. Uh, this room contains an iron tub and has wood paneling on the walls that rises to a height of three feet. Above the paneling, the walls are painted with a continuous faded mural of a, land, of a mountainscape. Just a bathroom. Esmeralda kind of looks over your shoulder. Oh, that is a beautiful painting of the Balinoch Mountains. And where are those? Uh, north. <clears throat> and this door over here? There's another door over here. One second. This is the one where the ghouls come out and grab me. Yeah. <laughs> well, the rest of us are in the bathroom. <laughs> this one. What I do as I open that one up. Rainwater seeps through cracks in the ceiling and flows into a pool on the sagging wooden floor. The pool fills about half the room. Bare stone shelves line the walls. Yeah. Disused storeroom? Something? Yep. Is anything attempting to kill you over there? Not as yet, no. All right. All right, Connie, were you going for that door? Uh, yeah, I was going to... I think these two leads the same room, but yeah, I was going to go for that door. All right, so you open that door up. This wooden balcony overhangs the mansion's chapel. An exquisitely carved wooden throne rests at the west end between two doors, and narrow archways lead to spiral staircases going up and down. Hanging from the high ceiling is an iron chandelier with candle holders shaped like tiny silver dragons. What point is a self? Does even a dragon become egotistical? She doesn't ask that. She doesn't have the words. I was going to say the point where they're a dragon. Okay, that's fair. Um. I see a little... Oh, are the alcoves just staircases? Uh, yeah, the alcoves are the, are the stair spiral staircases that go up and down. Okay. Well, we can leave that for now. And continue on the floor. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna continue this way, I guess. What does that you know? Uh, that should lead to the ballroom, sure. 
So, so as you as you look as you look down the hallway to the south, uh, Connie, you see where the south end of this building has completely collapsed. Right. <clears throat> Presumably to overlook the uh, ballroom. The, the, this hallway does definitely overlook that ballroom that you were in earlier when the spiders attacked. I will sort of go down it carefully and sort of lean through this door, see if I can see what's over there. All right. So you sort of push that door open just a bit to see through. Uh, at the south end of this room is collapsed, exposing the chamber to the elements. A few furnishings lie broken under fallen debris from the level above. Okay, cool. The area is definitely seems to be a, a destroyed bedroom. It's safe to walk on, but the floor creaks relatively loudly. And you're about 75% certain that if the spiders downstairs were still alive, they'd be coming up to get you. Well, good thing they're all dead. Oh, there you are. Yeah, I was just exploring the. No, that's fine. I mean, it's a horror module. We should definitely all be splitting up and going in different directions. Otherwise, look, we're if not someone is going to fall off of the thing, it should probably either be the barbarian or the monk. I'm just saying, if we're not if we're not all splitting up and going off in different directions, we're not playing to genre. That's also true. Um, uh, there's a door further down the hallway. Yes, there is. It will be opened. There's actually an entire separate like map for the third and roof, for the third floor, and like for all the floors mm -hmm. above the second two, the first two, so I'm just keeping an eye out. Um, yeah. So you open that door. And it leads to another one of these bed chambers that has been demolished. All right, peek in. No monsters. Head up. I uh, or <clears throat> check the northern side of the hall. Yeah, there is yeah. a door directly opposite us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Toggle to. Is heading over in that direction. Yeah. Door first or hallway for first? Check the doorway first. Okay. Right here. All right, so that door opens up. That is... The contents of this room are draped in cobwebs. Between curtained windows stands a black marble hearth with a sculpted mantelpiece, above which hangs a framed portrait of a handsome, well-dressed man with a wry smile and a thick mane of thistle-down hair. Opposite the fireplace is a large bed with a rotting mattress and wooden posts carved to resemble dragons. Across from the double door stands a tall wardrobe, its doors hanging open, revealing a dark and empty cavity. The only other piece of furniture is an overstuffed leather chair that faces the hearth. I'm assuming this portrait is similar to the bust? Yes, it definitely depicts the same person that that bust was depicting. I'm thinking... Does that person resemble any of the revenants we fought? No, certainly not. Okay. I'm cool. thinking that's probably our ghost host. <laughs> the ghost. The true 
iconic girl host. Uh, let's try this room. Okay. Head up the hallway. Yep. So this room hangs open. Two beds with torn canopies stand against opposite walls with a tattered rug uh, lying on the floor beneath them. Set into the far wall is a fireplace, black with soot. A soft hiss issues from the hearth. Sword out, heading towards the hissing hearth. <laughs> Following behind with axe. As you get right about there. A small hissing dragon made of ash and smoke erupts from the fireplace, filling the room with soot as it beats its wings. Does this seem like the same sort of thing we encountered before with the fire dragon? I mean, it's a tiny smoke dragon that just kind of emerged out of the fireplace. What are you doing? Insight checking to see if a pattern is holding. Holding to uh, uh, holding my action with a <laughs> sacred flame, probably or no, uh, toll the dead. That's not bad for me. Thirteen. Uh, so you sort of have a split second decision here, Connie. You don't know what this thing is going to do yet. Are you going to fight? Or are you going to wait and see what happens? I don't get any specific sense from Not that. Quite. Okay. Well, then I'm going to stab it. <laughs> My wisdom is negative two. What do you think I was going to do? Perfectly reasonable. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. Go ahead and roll me an attack. Oh, it's the same modifier. Nine. I don't think that'll hit. Give me one second. Probably not. So I accidentally tabbed out. Mm. Sorry, I should have specified, by the way, my hold action is if it attacks. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Give me one second. I need to find its stats. No, yeah, it's armor class is 12. You don't. Okay. I stab at it. Uh, so as you sort of dig your um, blade into the, the fire around it, it just kind of... It kind of flutters around your blade and kind of gives a faint hiss at you. And then flies over the group of you directly out of the room, which is all I can really do in a round. Okay. Attack of opportunity? Yeah, if you want to take it. Barbarians. <laughs> no. Natural one. <laughs> the do not agree with my bad decision making skills. Back. Ow. Uh, 
as you, as you very nearly hit Valus and just kind of scrape across his armor for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to attack it, but I do want to follow it out into the hallway. Which way does it go? So as you, it does, it doesn't move super fast. It flies at about a speed of thirty feet around. So you can follow it if you want to. I'm going to follow it. Where does it go? So I will it, follow Janelle following it. So it goes down this hall and flies over to this spiral staircase. Ends up heading up the staircase. And that goes up? Yeah, and it goes up the stairs. Do you follow it up the stairs? Only part way, just enough so I can look up to see where it's going. It disappears out the upper end of the staircase. Look back. Do we keep going? We're going upstairs. Okay. <laughs> if I see the others are coming out behind me, then I will go. I was going to try and follow. I just lost track of the tokens. It's all right. Me, just I will go everyone real quick so that I can quickly paste you on the next map. I'll put the dragonette right here as well, just in case he's not actually on the next map already. Copy. Come on, load in. There we go. Uh, does anyone else have sight? I do not. Okay. Bam. Here we are. Oh, now I got it. Rearrange everybody here because Janelle's technically the one heading up first. Ballas is right behind it. Not seeing anything. I am not seeing anything either. Zoom out to the first level. There's a little slit of light at one narrow hallway. Ah, there we are. So the 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 little the smoke dragon begins to curl around this through the through the sort of curtain over a stack of rubble around the corner I mean, you keep following to know. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you you, you sort pain. of follow <laughs> you sort of follow over the the rubble a little bit as Connie you keep up as well. And everyone else follows. There's after. someone. 
And Connie, you're uh, as as you as the, as the dragonette sort of flies across the room and lands on this sort of dilapidated throne, and as the rest of you follow around the corner, uh, as you step within range, Connie, uh, your your sense goes off, it starts pinging. Yep. Cool. Um, as I get to read a little bit of box text. As I don't as, necessarily explain that. I just read. As the as the the smoky and as the smoky thing kind of lands on the throne and kind of curls up on it and sort of dissipates into smoke, the west wall of this fifty foot long, thirty foot wide audience hall has crumbled, leaving a gaping hole and a pile of rubble. Weapons and shields that once hung from the walls have fallen to the floor and succumbed to rust. A large wooden throne carved to resemble a dragon with unfolding wings faces three tall windows to the west. Slumped in the throne is a gaunt, armored figure with one gauntlet gripped around the hilt of a greatsword. Rage attack. <laughs> we are a wise thought uh, 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 a group <laughs> capable of foresight and Look, if your undead sense had gone off, would you be doing any different? Oh no, he'd be murdering. And what's your <laughs> wisdom, Vala? I didn't... Uh, you notice I said, we are a group <laughs> of, of, of insight and, and forethought. The so sarcasm he's... applied all around. I mean, there's a whole lot of box text here, but I feel like Connie's going to cut most of it off. Sorry, go ahead. He gets up to monologue he and gets cut short the by a the face. Value to wait for the villain to villain splain. <laughs> That's true. Villain splaining is an important. Is an important. It's aesthetic. aesthetic. Yeah, we must yeah. hold. We must. We must keep everybody in their proper roles. And so as you as you approach the the corpse on the on the on the throne kind of lurches and sits forward go away and as you clearly don't begin to leave the creature's grip on the great sword tightens if you've come to destroy me know this I perish defending this land from evil over four centuries ago. And because of my failure, I am forever doomed. If you destroy this body, my spirit will find a new corpse to inhabit, and I will hunt you down. You cannot free me from my damnation nor would I wish it. If you have come to free this land from the creature that feasts on the blood of the innocent, know this. There is no monster that I hate more than Strat von Zarevich. He slew Argenvost, broke the life of the knight that I loved, and destroyed the valiant order to which I devoted my life. But Strahd has already 
died once. He can't be allowed to merely die again. Instead, he must suffer eternally in a hell of his own creation from which he can never escape. Whatever can be done to bring him misery and unrest, I will do. But I will destroy anyone who tries to end his torment. Vala sort of pauses there for a moment, <sighs> blinks, and is like, that... Your words certainly are an emotional ride. That ah. said... Guiding bolt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just said like three things that are kill worthy. Oh. Alright, roll me an attack roll as we start to... <laughs> immediately after this, we'll be rolling initiative. Like... There's sympathy, and I feel bad, and he seems to be a mostly if noble guy. I'm already raging, given that I was gonna rage. Yeah, you'll you'll start this already raging. But okay, cool. undead, um, threat upon life, and says we can't kill Strahd. Also, I don't know if this matters to Valis, but it matters a lot to Connie. He said we can't kill him successfully. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to test that theory. <laughs> um, 16. All right. Vladimir Horngard, what is your stat? Vladimir. You are rolling like <clears throat> shit. I think I am actually rolling better than I was yesterday. So the, the guiding bolt scrapes across his armor and sprays off to the side as he stands from the throne, great sword in hand, as we now roll initiative as your guiding bolt fails to hit. Mother Just barely, but did fail. Uh, I need to set him on. That's still not great. 17. I mean, that was a natural 16. That was a natural 16 with advantage. Because I get advantage on initiative checks. Oh, yeah. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I'm off to a roaring start. What am I supposed to be rolling? Um, so click on your token on the map, and then on the character sheet, sort of in the center, you'll see something that says initiative right above your hit points. And click the word initiative. Yeah. No, I don't see it. Hang on. I know it's been a few weeks. It's not... Not exactly an easy system.
Nice. Well, not all of us are rolling badly. <laughs> to make this a little bit easier to keep track of. Because this is Firefox and not Chrome, it can't actually keep that in the window. Never mind. All right. Uh, so we go ahead and sort this around. Uh, Zanine, you're actually up first. Uh, what are you doing? Um, I guess I need to get in the room. And which one's the heavier guy? The the one standing on the throne or one sitting next to it? One standing. Oh, sorry. The one that one that was sitting is gone by this point. He the the smoky thing faded away after I sat on the throne. Um, oh, good. I'm going to move. Five. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Then I will attack him. Yep. Uh, where's my command? It disappeared. Uh, it, it's in a separate window, so you got to go down to your Firefox windows and got pull it. it back up. And that's initiative. I don't want initiative. I want. Long sword, there it is. Okay. And we will try to roll the long sword. It's not letting me. Come on, computer. So below where you have the initiative, if you scroll down, there should be some gray boxes where it says like longsword and then a number and then like the dice you're rolling yeah you, you have to pull your character sheet back up because it's in a separate window and it will keep oh. not pop it'll keep going away when you whenever you click over okay. here so like every time you click on this it's going to go away you got to pull it back up each time because it doesn't it's popped out okay 13 will miss, and go ahead and do your second attack. 14 will also miss. Unless <laughs> you have anything else you want to do. I don't think there's anything else I can do. Let's move right. back one step. Okay. Uh, you can get able to make it quite that far because it would have been. Actually, no, you'd be out of movement at that point. Okay. Uh, which then brings it to Vladimir's turn.
he will attack with his greatsword on Zanin. A 12 misses you, but does a 17 hit you? What's your armor class? Uh, 18. 18? Nope. Misses you just barely as his attacks swing out twice. <laughs> as, you're, as your sword scraped across his armor, he brings his greatsword down towards you and you manage to deflect it aside with your sword and shield. Uh, which brings it to Connie. It's your turn. Some, no one's dealt any damage in this fight yet. Well, then let me try and change that. 40 feet of movement easily gets me there. And I'm gonna smash him with my greatsword. Smash. Smash. Both of those yeah, will hit. Those, are, Thank those you. are some rolls. Um, We're getting into it. Divine Fury. And 10 damage on Divine Fury. That's good. And 11 slashing on the first attack. And also, then... because you were flanking, actually. Oh. Um, that Sorry. That would have been your first attack, so you can go ahead and roll the Divine Fury damage again. Yes, I forgot about that. Um, so that's 14 radiant damage and 13 plus 8 slashing damage. Yeah, 21. 21. Yeah, 21 slashing damage. I just say this number plus this number because I'm really dumb. Um, and yeah, advantage second attack. Um, great sword. That will also hit, so we'll take that 11 slashing damage. That was already yep. there. That'll be Fair three, enough. Three. Cool. Sorry, 21, 32, and then 14 radiant. <laughs> Max, max, max. 46 damage. Damn, that hit hard. Yep. And as as your as your greatsword finally makes purchase and cleaves into the body of Vladimir, uh, there is a spectral wail as a number of phantasmal warriors rise up from the ground to defend. Oh, good. Their leader. Oh, I have a party around me. Cool. I'm glad I didn't reckless attack. Because I had advantage from a different source. Fuck. I don't think that counts. Does that change your plans, Valis? <laughs> nah. It's your turn, Valis. Not really. Um... Alright, we're going to see how this goes. Actually, it does change my plans, I guess. I should say, but we are gonna see if we 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 can put Vladimir in a timeout while we deal with his um uh, uh bodyguards. This probably will not work, but let's see. Banishment, motherfucker! All right, Ooh. banishment. That's a charisma saving throw. What's it your DC? It is a charisma saving throw. The DC is 16. The 24, he makes it. Mother... Okay. That's a thing. Um... As you weave this banishing magic, horn guards' baleful red eyes sort of 
light upon you and you feel that magic just fade. Well, next. All right. Uh, you can do anything. Do you have anything to do with the bonus action? Act, uh, he's going to use his movement because let's not let's not make Connie and Zanine the only targets. Uh, and no, there's nothing I can do bonus action wise because my spell was above a first level. All right. Uh, so, Phantom. And so, Phantom Warriors are going to close ranks on the people that are in their way. So that'll be... Four attacks coming to Connie. We'll handle those first because they have advantage because they're flanking with each other. Oh, yeah. So natural 20. Don't mind this. I'm just rolling hit points for my backup character. <laughs> you know, just in case. Oh, um, I should probably do that, huh? What's yeah, the so, hit for a sorcerer again? D8. Thanks. Wait, really? Oh, wait. Yeah, I did that with, wrong. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone has a D6 hit die anymore. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. Wizards. Wizards. Sorry, Wizards. GM. I made a tangent. I will find that out. D&D Beyond, folks, they don't sponsor us, but they are legitimately quite useful. They should sponsor us. It'd be appreciated. Yeah. Um, so, the uh, so the first thing on the first thing to hit you, Connie, is a natural twenty. Yep. Uh, which will deal nine points of force damage. Uh, which oh I don't shit! Oh, that's not good. Second attack from that person is only a ten, though, so it misses. Yep. That's first real attack, not first, good. First attack from the other warrior is a 24 to hit, which will deal six points of force damage. Okay. And the second attack from that second warrior is a 19 to hit, which will deal 10 points of force damage. Are you down? Not yet, but that's three <laughs> out of four, correct? That's all four of them, actually. Oh. One, three out of four attacks hit the the one the second right. attack to get made miss. No, I have hit points. Don't worry about it. Just maybe don't. I am going to worry about it. I am going to worry about it because I see right how many hit points. that would knock me unconscious. I have two hit points, so I'm fine. Um. Then we have four coming in Valus. That's a ten, which misses you. Yes, it does. Eighteen. Does that hit you? Uh, I believe that probably does. Uh, yes, my armor class is 17. Okay, so you take 11 points of force damage. Okay. And then two more attacks. It's an 8, which misses you, and a natural 1, which misses you. Yep. And a similar amount. Four attacks coming at Zanin, who has an armor class of 18. 23 hits. Zanin, you take five points of force damage. Ouch. 14 misses. 18 hits exactly. That'll be another 9 points of force damage. Ouch. So that'll be a grand total of uh, 14. Okay. And the last one misses with a 12. Hmm. Does that put you at, Zanine? Um, Calculating right now. 
unless somebody can do math faster than me. Uh, 30, 38? I have to put you at 28, no, actually. 28. 42, right? Yeah, 28. Yeah, I'll yeah, uh, put you at 28. Uh, Janelle, it's your turn. Okay, well. He's going to he's going to move up here um, in the hopes to free Valis from a bunch of things attacking him. Uh, so I'm going to start with attacking this guy. All right. Come in with a start out with come in with a flying kick and go from there. <laughs> natural twenty. With a natural twenty, you hit yes. <laughs> And your fists are counted as magical now, right? Yes, they are. All right, perfect. So, get them following it up with uh, another elbow as they get up. 17, I hope, will hit. Uh, yes, that'll hit. And let's try a third attack. 17 for another six. You're not going to do a flurry of blows? Just for, that's the regular three? Um, yeah, I'm going to have other plans. <laughs> All right. Um, I can't move through him, can I? Um, yeah, theoretically. Yeah, I'm going to move up into here. To hopefully take a little bit of heat off of Valis. All right, uh, which then, is that your turn? That would be it. All right, so, Zanine, it's your turn again. My turn again, huh? Um, let's see who's closest to me. Guess I need to get this guy right here. Um, uh, which one, the one of the ghosts or the boss? Um, how much? Strength that the boss had left. I you—he's uh, barely been injured. <laughs> like the only person who's actually managed to score an actual blow on him has been yeah. Connie. I hit him hard, but he probably could take a lot of those hits. Or at least, I, guess that's a good guess. I hope I hit him hard because that was a good roll. You hit him pretty hard. I guess I will try to hit the boss. Um, with my long sword, so here we go. Natural one, try again. <laughs> Eleven. Wow, it is not a good day for you guys. No, it's not. You want to move anywhere? Be aware uh, that if you move away from anyone, they'll try and hit you on the way out, but... I better stay there, then. All right. There's no way around it. Vladimir is not a good man right now, so he's going to turn around and swing at Connie. Do it. I get it. It's okay. Also, Connie's I'm free to resurrect fine. as long as you guys leave Valis alive. So yeah, don't so, you know, if, if Valis survives, <laughs> you can resurrect Connie Connie's going to be fine. It's a 21 to hit. Yeah. Which deals 19 slashing damage. Which just puts me unconscious. I do have a lot of hit points at max. Yep. And then he's going to attack you while you're down. Yep. That's an 18 to hit. 
I'm assuming he's That'll be two class. death saves. Yeah, that's two failed death saves, and that's his Don't entire turn. roll below a 10, and you're fine. It is your okay, turn, I'm Connie. fine even if I do, as long as you've saved your fucking third level spell, you... I, 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 I have third level spells still. Um... Okay. No, seriously, don't worry about it. He might, she might die. I don't. It happens. I know. I, oh, I know. Really, it happens. I can't tell from the way that I end up. My characters end up going in your game. <laughs> it's that your turn, Connie. Okay. Roll me a death save. Come yeah. on. Fourteen. That you works. make a success. You're good. Malice, well, it's your turn. You're not good necessarily, but um Alright, so I would love to bring you back up into fighting shape, but let's Alive face it, we got a lot fun. of enemies. So I'm yeah. using my bonus action to cast Spare the Dying, which I can do at a thirty foot range. Uh, yay, Grave Clerics. Grave Clerics are... Uh, and I believe that right. resets my death save. Yeah, when, when, you, when, when you stabilize, your death saves reset. Alright, thanks. And... Which, to be fair, it just means someone has to hit you twice while you're on the ground to kill you. Yeah, I am looking at the shadows of dead ghosts around me and very much realizing my character is dead. You know what? Um, motherfucker, um... Okay, that is. You can you can step into the spaces of the ghost because they're ethereal, but you can't step into Horngard's space because he is actually a corpse. Hold on, I need to check a spell really quick. Um, your choice. Um, all right, we are going to do, uh, what is it, when you can, let's see, uh, 15 feet, yep, 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 we're going to do this because I have, I have Two level three spells currently. I only need to save one to bring someone back, hopefully. So, actually, no. You know what? Well, I've got a fourth level too. So, spirit guardians. Oops. It do doesn't wanna... actually do anything yet. Yeah. So let me let me pull up that spell so I know what happens. Uh, I'm throwing the full text in chat. Okay. Cool. Um, and you know, no, I will cast it at fourth level. So they take, um, basically there are now these weird, uh, more spectral spirits, because let's be honest, they're, they, they're divine spirits of Kelimvors. So they're all ghostly and deadly looking. Um... Uh, despite being angelic. Um, and they're flitting around me and 
fucking up everything that starts its turn within 15 feet of me, with the exception of my allies, and taking... <coughs> so they have everything within 15 feet of me that is a bad guy has to make a wisdom saving throw at the start of their turn, or right, take if, 48 can, radiant damage. If you could put uh, a 15-foot aura around you, please. Yep. Not the same color as your radiant consumption, because I'll get that confused. That works. That's everything. Yeah. Oh, I need to roll for So it's a little bit easier to see. Um, that is a really faint light. They were behind a little bit, though. There we go. They'll join in later. There we go. Yep. All right. And that'll be on the start of their turns. Yep. And that is everything for me, so I will go ahead and roll the damage for Spirit Guardians. Since it is the start of the... Yes. So, yeah. All of these guys need to make a Wisdom save for yep. half. Or take 20 at versus DC 16. Or take 23 damage. They take 11 damage if they save. Alright, so first one that's injured... Fails with a 15 and vanishes. <laughs> he's gone. I'm actually going to make sure. I think, yeah, he, yeah, he was my initiative tracker, so I, he's the one that I actually can't just delete. Fails with a 7, takes 23. Fails with a six, takes twenty-three. Fails with an eight. Two more. Eleven and nine. Twenty-three points of damage to each of the Phantom Warriors as their turn starts. Excellent. Uh <clears throat> which they're not happy about, so one of them is going to take two attacks on you, Valis. I figured that was coming. It's a 10, which misses you, and a 21, which hits you, though. Which does hit me. So that'll take that'll deal 10 points of force damage. Okay. Is that a concentration spell? It is, but I... Your DC is 10. <laughs> yeah. I am Warcaster, so I have... Alright, so you have advantage. advantage. Gotta Come beat a 10. On. Okay. 17. You oh, yeah. Uh, and then this one that is to the north of Janelle is going to attack Janelle. It's a 22 to hit, which will deal nine points of force damage. And a 15, which I believe misses you. That misses. Okay. Yeah, so you take nine points of force damage from the first attack. The one, however, that is south of Connie is, in fact, going to try and kill her. Yep. God damn it. it. You're supposed to come and attack me, because I just fucked you all up. That's an 11, which I believe misses you. Yeah. 
it, it does have advantage because I'm prone. Yeah, but. I know. This, this, okay. these, both of these attacks are awful. It was 11-11, and his second attack is 8 and 10. So he fails to kill the unconscious target. Reeling Good from radiant him. light. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and then one of the ones that is on Zanin is, in fact, going to fly over and go for Valis. Good. That's a 10, which That's misses. A miss. And a 23, which hits. Which hits. Deals nine points of force damage, and then go ahead and make another okay. con save with advantage. Uh, so that brings me down to 29. And... Yep. Still yep, good. You hold on to it. And then two attacks are coming at Zanin with advantage because they are now flanking. Oh, boy. The 24, which will deal 11 more points of force damage. Okay. And a 15, which misses. It's all good. I'm down to 17. Janelle, it's your turn. Okay, so we're going to try this. Um, I'm going to attack the one directly south from me. And I'm going to spend a key point to try to do a stunning strike to see if this will actually work on a spirit. <laughs> ah, 10. That'll miss. But I'm still going to continue on. I'm going to attack. And I'm move over to here. I'm going to attack this guy. Uh, you will have broken a down opportunity for the one that you I've left. Got, so. I've got a mobility, so I attack oh, him. Oh, yeah, you attack him so you don't hit. So, yeah. So, I don't. So, try another shot at him. 24 I'm going to try to do a stunning strike. All right, roll your damage. Uh, DC 15 con save. 11 points of damage. Well, let's see. Huh. Of all the condition immunities that they have, stunned is not one of them. <laughs> Thank God. And that's a five. So something about the way that your strike connects with this, with the spirit, the essence of this creature. And normally you're attacking like pressure points, which are the areas where, where chi and ki tends to flow through the body. And this person is just made of that essence. So, you know, it's a little bit easier to, to target and strike. So you manage to strike it basically in the core of its being and it is stunned. Yay. Yay. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to move over here, and I'm trying the same thing with this guy. They find an appropriate symbol for stun. Uh, you'll do. 18 to hit. Yep, 18 hits. 11 points of damage. Spending another key point? Yes, yeah, spending another key point to do stunning strike. That one's a 21. He is not uh, stunned. That was worth a shot. 
right. And that will do me. Zanin, it's your turn. Okay. Um try to keep if you we try got, to keep the focus on the big guy. Have we done any damage on him yet, or am I just uh you have not managed to hit him yet, but he has taken damage. Okay, I'm gonna attack him again. Here we go. Thirteen. Unfortunately, no. Try again. Okay. Twenty. That hits. Yes. Finally. Uh, so, eight points of damage. He is physical and thus not actually resistant to. All right. And you can stay where you're at? Yep. On his turn, he needs to make a wisdom save. Go ahead and roll the Spirit Guardians again. Yep. He, uh, he saves for half damage, but it'll still take half the damage. 23, so 11. All right. I'm about to be hurt, aren't I? You are indeed about to be hurt. It's okay. It's not, but I get I this is this is sort of the campaign where I'm supposed to indulge in my desire to kill the players. So yeah, you know yeah, yeah. It, it, it's certainly appropriate. Twenty-three hits. Also, if Jeremy held it against people, well he wouldn't be in my games yeah, anymore. Yeah, Twenty-three definitely hits. <laughs> Uh, this is 16 points of slashing damage. Ow! As his greatsword crashes down into you. Second attack. 25? Yes! For 13 points of slashing damage. Well, the spirit guardians don't matter anymore. Uh-oh. As Valis goes down. This is why I said don't worry about it. And the people that I forgot to roll the initiative of that are now coming in. I was going to say, is Esmeralda and... Yep. Uh, Ismark is going yeah, to run his distance. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And is going to attack this injured spirit with his longsword. We should probably give the hirelings potions to use on us. That's a miss because he's not actually flanking with Zanine. That one will hit, though. Unfortunately, his longsword is not magical. Like, do we have any healing potions at all? <laughs> it's like, I don't think I've got any. Connie, you're unconscious, but you're stable. Oh, yeah. Nothing's hit me, so I don't need to make a save. Yep. yep. Esmeralda. Five. Nine. Sorry. Esmeralda. Seven, yeah. Five. Ten. 15, 20, 
as she figures out her situation. Twenty-five. What's the thing on stunned people making saving throws? Um. Hold on. Uh, what is it? Strength and Dex. They fail. They can still roll con saves. That sounds probably pretty right. Um, I think. Uh, a stunned is incapacitated. Automatically fail. Can't move and can speak only faltering automatically fails strength and deck saving throws attack rolls against the creature have advantage all right so relevant to previous combat or wait no never mind so um that one's going to automatically fail as esmeralda steps up to zanine and kind of weaves her left hand over and forward and launches a lightning bolt through all four of these targets i support this <laughs> Yay! I approve this. 37 points of lightning damage goes straight to that one that is stunned because he automatically fails. Just to be fair, does that also hit me if it no. doesn't hit me? There is, there, is, there is a five-foot line that can be drawn straight through all four of them and not you. Cool. Think that one dies. Do you? Okay, no, you do actually need to fail this to die, but you will die if you do fail. Two deck saves. Failure and failure. Both of these guys evaporate under the lightning bolt. Horn guard actually, actually saves and only takes half damage, which will be uh, 16. That's her turn. Phallus, make a death save. Yep. Uh, sorry, I have to go back to I have to go back to roll twenty. Um. Nope. One failure. Phantom Warriors. Uh, the one that tried to stun the one that Janelle tried to stun is going to go after Janelle. Natural 20 will hit you for nine points of force damage. Okay, not as bad as I thought. So he rolled minimum on the extra die. And then a natural one will miss you entirely. Uh, the other Phantom Warrior is going to go after Esmeralda because she just lightning bolts at his companions. 24 hits her for 10 force, 21 hits her for 5 force. She takes 15 points of damage. So which of the unconscious um, is, is, holy warriors is going to get stabbed with the dragon sword? I will find out. Jonel. Okay, so I'll start here. I'm going to attack this guy. Twenty-two. Or 11 points of damage. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to take my second attack against him, too. All right. Um, you don't need to. The first attack kills him. Okay, never mind. Uh, then, my, then I'm going to move over here and use the second attack against him. <laughs> Which I'm flanking, so I'm just going to roll to see if, if I can just use that roll against him. The second roll. Can you? Yeah, you, you would be flanking, so roll and see if you get a crit. No. Okay, yeah, you do the nine bludgeoning. And I'm going to spend a key point to do a uh, flurry of blows to attack him twice more. 22 for six points of damage. And 14 will miss, right? Don't forget that you're rolling with advantage. Oh, right. So, roll a. That was that would have been your first attack. And the second one. Would there you go. Twenty six. That one hit. For seven points of damage. All right. Oh, that's right. I didn't. I wouldn't be rolling. Points for. An adventure league. For using adventure league rules, you just take the average. Yep. Zanin. All right. Going after the big guy again since he's still there. And she now has advantage. Yep. Now you have advantage. Roll again. Wow. With advantage. <laughs> Make me one more regular attack roll because. Technically, this would be your fourth attack roll. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll go with it because this person needs to actually take damage. Um, Eleven points. I of mean, you say damage. he needs to take damage. Yeah. Like in fairness, that did not hit. But nah, that's okay. fine. I, I will roll with it. I feel like he probably has hit points to spare, so yeah, I, I don't I, imagine I will, he's will, close I to will, death. I will roll with it, especially because of what he's about to do. Oh, that is oh fair. good. So how dead are we? He's just going to kill a couple of us. I mean, I would point out that he has displayed two attacks per round thus far, and there are two unconscious people lying at his feet. Yeah, However, so, that would not fully kill either of us. So actually, no. Valus failed his death save. Oh, that's fair. So, it, being the cruel and vicious character that he has been previously established to be, being the person who wants to see Strahd suffer, he will use his first attack against Valus. I mean, he could miss! Uh, he missed me twice, yeah. What's your armor class? Uh, hold on. I need to check something because I need to make sure. Yep, it is based on. It's 17, but that is based on him wielding a shield. And unless his shield happens to be covering his upper body at the moment when he fell, his armor class is 15. You're at. You are correct. You can't wield a shield if you can't right. use it. Your... Let me guess. He rolled a 15, didn't he? He rolled a 15. <laughs> 
as as Krefik, as Vla- you're headed to Ravenloft. As as <laughs> Vladimir Horngard drives his great sword through Valis's torso, the last of the ASMR's breath leaves his body as Valis is no longer with us. And then he drags the great sword up and back around and swings it down towards the unconscious form of Connie with a natural 20. <laughs> oh Which my yeah. god! Well, okay, it's still only two failed deaths. It's, it's still it's just already, an crit unless yeah. the GM rules otherwise. No, it's just a regular crit. So you just fail two death saves yeah. and start bleeding again. This is probably a bad time to mention that I'm the only one with a healer's kit. No, I've got one. Oh. I've got my own. Congratulations. <laughs> I spent I half guess. my starting money on that. Yeah, so did I. Um, Ismark is going to voice, I think we should probably be leaving right now. Um, and is going to do what he can to distract Vladimir Horngard and get in his face. Where are you, Ismark? When all of the things are transparent, it's hard to find your character sheet. Yeah, there you are. Ismark Koyanovich. I'm gonna drop his longsword back into one hand and pull out his short sword just so he can make more attacks. 18 hits, seven points of slashing damage. 12 misses. Eight misses. Uh, Connie, make a death saving throw. Cool. Give me a second. If you don't die here, I. <laughs> I'm good at death saves. Or Connie is. This character has survived a lot by rolling like 13, 14 on death saves. But. You guys probably need to run and not pick up an unconscious body that's going to weigh you down. Uh, Esmeralda is going to try and clear the way and is going to use her rapier and her hand axe to try and deal with the last phantom warrior. Fourteen just misses. She's actually going to reposition and get advantage. Twenty-four. All right, six points of damage. And her hand axe. Seventeen hits for four more. It's not down yet, but it's getting there. Valus is dead. Yep. Phantom warrior going for. Esmeralda, 13 misses, 13 misses. Jonelle, it's your turn. I'm assuming picking up Connie is going to be my action. Uh, yeah, it would be an action to carry her. Okay. Uh, reduce your speed by half. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am going to pick up Connie. That's I need to get her away from the guy with the big sword. And... 
I am going to move. And yes, attack of opportunity is fine. Yep. Uh, I can still get to here. Yep. Um, Make an attack. That'll be a 27 to hit you. That will hit. Uh, which will deal 17 points of slashing damage as you go by. Ow. And yeah, I am going to spend the key point to dash. dash. Yeah. So that gives me another 30 feet. Where's the staircase? Which way was the stairway? Uh, it was to your left. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Is your move speed 60? Damn. Yes. <laughs> 30 feet uh, base, 5 for being a wood elf, 15 for being a monk, 10 for yeah. having mobility. Damn. Zanine, it's your turn. Okay, I guess I'm going after the big guy again. All right, roll me your attacks. Okay. These are not with advantage. Yeah, I gotta go normal. Okay, here we go. First one. 15 misses, go again. Natural 20, all right. Finally. Oh. For 16 damage. All right, well, Vladimir looks down at the people that are standing before him as one of them has already been dragged away. I told you, you could not defeat me. And he brings his great sword up and is going to try and butcher Ismark. Ismark takes 17 points of slashing damage and 14 points of slashing damage as he takes a pair of vicious great sword hits. I'll uh, be 31 damage. As Ismark kind of clutches his side with both of his weapons, he looks over at Zanin. You need to run. I'll hold him here. He's going to... make his attacks against Vladimir again. Natural one misses. Nine misses. Short sword, seven misses. Wow, all three of the secondary rolls are 15s, which would have all missed. Connie, make a death save. Yep. That's another success. Two yeah. successes, two failures. The, <laughs> the fate of your character determines on this next roll. Yep. All right, Esmeralda. Especially because we no longer have a cleric to bring everyone back. <clears throat> you draw that line again. 
That's a five foot wide line that would just miss. You're basically trying to catch them on the edge of the line by aiming to their left. Yeah, that five foot wide line would just miss the knee. So she's going to put her hand out like at Vladimir's chest and then shifts it off to the left just a little bit. And then another lightning bolt arcs from her hand, just barely passing by Zanine. Damn, girl. Uh, that guy's dead, even if he makes the save. And then Vladimir... Fails, taking 36 points of lightning damage. Balas, you're dead. Phantom Warriors are all dead. Janelle, what are you doing? I am going to use the healer's kit on Connie. All right. So that foregoes the need of a medicine roll. You stabilize Connie. Mm -hmm. Yep. Zanine, what are you doing? How many points does he have left? You have no idea. He's undead. You can't tell how injured he really is. Oh. Well, fudge. They did say for you to get out of there, but it's up to you. They did, but he's just going to follow us, isn't he? We don't know, but... Okay. I definitely Even gonna though kill he you. said he's going to kill anyone who's trying to kill Strahd, that's a good guess. Yeah. Okay. If I leave, he's just gonna follow. Or he's gonna hit somebody else for cure. So I'm gonna try to hit him again. Alright. Oh, fudge, I lost my screen. Hang on. There it is. Okay. Uh sitting with the longsword again. That will unfortunately miss. Roll again. Second attack. And a natural one. It has not been Zanine's day. Nope. I'm going to move now. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Okay. All right. And then he will try and hit you on your way out, but with a 13, he misses. As Zanine retreats from the battlefield, Vladimir brings his greatsword, slashing out at her, misses, and then brings it back up. Time to die, boy. And brings it down on Ismark. 27 hits for 13 slashing damage. That's a bad undead. That's a very, very bad undead. 28 hits for 15 with the last bit of Ismark's life. His last sacrifice given to save all of you. The son of the Burgermeister of Barovia falls before Vladimir Horngard. <laughs> Connie, you're stabilized. Doop to do. As Esmeralda kind of seeing Ismark fall and Valis already dead, there's that sort of building anger in her face as she just kind of, she begins to retreat. Five, 10, 15, keeping an angle that she can 
fire over. And just with her hand raised on her way out, she dumps her only fourth level spell into a lightning bolt on Vladimir. That wasn't as good, but yeah. Oh, he still fails. Seventy-eight. Oh wow. With exactly how many hit points he had remaining, the lightning bolt dashes Horngard's body across the back wall as it scatters the bones that make him up. That's very smart, you son of a bitch, she says, as the lightning bolt scatters him into bones. But she turns to Zanin. <clears throat> but he'll be back. We don't have time to stay here. Hey, where are we going? Uh, we should catch up to Janelle as we leave initiative now. And they're up here, correct? Yep. So, Janelle, a short while after you uh, tend to Connie with your healer's kit, just Zanine and Esmeralda come around the corner. Um, okay, we shouldn't stick around here. He said he would be back. Can we grab the bodies of the other two? We wish. We have some time, yes. <clears throat> in, a, in a place like this, we, they should be put to rest properly instead of... This is very true. So Esmeral Esmeralda heads back to retrieve the bells <laughs> and... Don't you let the... Don't you let Velas be coming back as undead. He will be so angry at you. <laughs> um, I'm assuming, Zanine, you go and help. And so the the two of you grab Velas and Ismark's bodies and head back down the stairs. Which we will go ahead and go back to the ground floor of Argenvostolt. Connie, you're unconscious and no longer have that aura. Ismark is dead, and Malice is dead. So the two of you, or the three of you, head down back to the main uh, main foyer and make your way out into the main courtyard outside. As Esmeralda kind of looks around, I think we should find 
We need to return to this place and cleanse it, or Vladimir will continue to come back. We need to find a way to banish him for good. But first, we need to bury these. <coughs> Irina will want to know about her brother, and we should bury them somewhere consecrated. I don't think too many places like that exist, although Valaki. There is the church. I think the last thing we need is to have Valis come back and explain why <laughs> what we did wrong. You're all grounded. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to carry them all the way back to Esmeralda has her cart. Yes, I've brought my cart. It'll be a day, but we can make it. Okay, so we will go do that and take care of our dead properly. <clears throat> and then we will return here and likely have to deal with Horngard again, although I suspect perhaps not those soldiers. Either way, you'd still be difficult to deal with permanently. We'll have to find a way to deal with him in, in a more permanent manner because just destroying that body, he's going to come back. Yes. Time and time again. I Is think, there any way we can get rid of him permanently? I think if we can solve whatever is plaguing... You saw, when we entered, you saw the spirit of the dragon, yes? Yes. I think if that dragon does still haunt these walls, if we can sate him somehow. He might be able to put the rest of them to rest. So we need to figure out what the dragon wants to get rid of everybody else in here. Yes, but that is for later. Now we leave. We bury our dead and we rest. So, as you all board the, the as you all get aboard uh, Esmeralda's wagon and make your way through the day or two's journey to Velaki in mostly silence. As you come across the bridge, that would lead you over the, the, the river that runs from Lake Zarevich. The mist grows heavy, which is inevitably the sign that something is amiss in Barovia. Hey, Jeremy. Yep. Are you ready? Uh, give me just a second. I've been updating the overlay. All right. Um... Where's everybody at, William? Uh, you're you are currently the uh, you're the skull marker. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the skull marker represents the party on the on the world map. 
And this has been like a day or two travel already at this point, right? Yeah, so at this point, um, you would have come back to Connie. You, you, at one point, you would have come to inside Esmeralda's wagon as she is sitting, piloting it. As you look up and you see Janelle and Zanine, but no one. And the body of Phallus sort of tended to, and Ismar, both of them. They've been wrapped in a cloak or something. Blanket. Yeah, they have been, have been wrapped and laid to, at a resting position in, in the, in the corner of the wagon. Yeah, um, Connie, before sort of pulling out her book and trying to figure out how you talk about something like this with, um, just look over to Valis. I win. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Amazing. That's cruel. <laughs> She tries to say it soft enough that no one outside will hear. Yeah. I love it. <sighs> yep, I'm uh overlay is updated. Alright. And so as as the as the wagon comes to the to the bridge as the uh, as the mist rolls in heavy, Esmeralda just keeps going over the over the surface of the bridge. Uh, Krethic, roll me a perception check. Okay. Uh, perception is not his strongest suit, but that's fine. Uh... Oh. Five. <laughs> We're off to a great start here, folks. So, you don't see it coming, and neither does Esmeralda. As you lost in these mists, your first sight of Barovia is a wagon pulled by spectral horses bearing down on you. Okay. And as it as it almost runs you over, the sort of tan but sort of curly-haired individual at the at the seat with the reins spots you just a second earlier and yanks hard on the reins as the wagon lurches to the side all the people inside getting tossed around as it lurches as she pulls hard to stop the wagon from rolling over you as it clambers to the side and hits the side of the bridge and scrapes against it and pulls past and slowly begins to pull to a halt All right. So From inside, you just hear "What the hell?" So yeah, uh, uh, Krethic sort of just stares down the whole thing without really like 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 flinching away or anything like that. Um, and and so standing there is uh, I don't know how how many of your character probably would have seen hobgoblins before 
Um, he is a hobgoblin. Uh, fairly, fairly standard height for the for that race, which is uh, basically the same as human. He's about five five eight. Um, dressed in uh, might be words. I think you guys are all Faron characters. Uh, uh, dressed in shiny, like particularly shining plate or uh, chainmail. Um, uh, well armored, uh, fairly well built. Um. Uh, with uh, so uh, hobgoblin, dark, uh, red, red-skinned, a uh, uh, little bit of fanged is in the mouth. In the mouth. With sort of like as a hobgoblin, he's got sort of like faintly Leonid kind of yes. face because of the sort of like the very angular features and the large chin and the overlapping teeth with the fangs. The way that his head pulls back into his hair kind of reminds you of an angry red lion. Yep, and. On his uh, on his chainmail, uh, he has, you know, the, his his tabard has uh, this red field with this just it looks like a a uh, a silver gout of flame emblazoned on it, uh, and he just sort of sits as the cart sort of pulls up. Excuse me, um... The artwork is in the Roll20 chat, for those of you unfamiliar. I'm not certain I know where I am. As as Could you you help me out? I... I, It's a bit of a long story, but I... This doesn't look like the Mornland. As the cart slams to a halt against the bridge, and the 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 woman at the wheel kind of like pushes her hair out of her face as it had gotten tossed aside in the in the ruckus. Ah, she looks down. You are a strange one. I have not seen one of your kind before. Um, sorry. Who are you? Oh, uh, forgive me. Um, my name. I am Krethic. Uh, Knight of the Silver Flame. Um, I I come from I come from uh, Thrain, and was on an expedition to combat evil in the Mornland, and I ended up going through the Dead Gray Mist and ended up here. And this is not what I remember what what uh, previous accounts of the Mornland have described to me. So. You just said a very large number of proper nouns that mean a lot of nothing to me. But welcome to Barovia. Barovia. Where is that? Which of the nations is that in? I would hazard... I have not well-traveled. I would hazard a guess as to none of them. Um... This is a question because I'm bad at Faerun stuff. Where did we come through from? Uh, you came from the um, what was the the place? There was there was a specific location. Give me one second. It was somewhere uh, near Neverwinter, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was. Of... Uh, you were out of Daggerford. Oh God. Oh no! Yeah, Neverwinter that's... would be the what would be the biggest 
nearby city or what Daggerford, would be... I... Daggerford is hey. in the... Is there near Waterdeep? Or is it... I believe. Is Daggerford north or south of the... Um... I believe the nearest the nearest place oh, would be Waterdeep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the... the nearest big place is Waterdeep, yes. It's sort of halfway between Waterdeep and the High Moor. So a probably barely dressed uh, human woman will sort of come out of the cart. We he came through who to hear from Daggerford. I understand. Um, this reading out of a book. We mm -hmm. came through who from Daggerford. Our understanding is this is a extra dimensional plane. I love that she found that in the book. Look, <laughs> this Soon is not a just, worldly being. Yeah, also, this is also situations where you might need to use these words, not just this is the text of. <laughs> we, the we have conveniently put these words in the scripture for those of you who are crazy mm -hmm. enough to only speak the scripture. No, I, that's not quite, I won't go into it, but that's not quite why that's there. Um, <laughs> there is a full section of useful phrases in the back. Um, she didn't decide this. This was forced upon her. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, and just sort of close the book. You probably do notice she doesn't look directly at you. Right. She's sort of surveying the surrounding area more than she's interested in focusing on you. I see. Um, none of those words are from, none of those names are familiar to me, but Roughly the same area mm. as Neverwinter. That's that that is concerning. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go out in a, on a limb here, milady, and say that you are perhaps not familiar with with place names like Corvair or Eberron. No. At this point, Janelle will probably climb out of the out of the carriage, slightly disheveled looking wood elf. Uh, well, you have all found yourself in the lands of Barovia, a dark, terrible, bleak, and unhappy place, constantly cursed and ruled over by the vampire Lord Strahd. Welcome to hell. There's a there's a brief moment of him absorbing that information. Like, I feel like the dead gray mist has sent me to where I need to be. My order hunts hunts supernatural evil, and eradicates it. Well, there is no there is no more supernatural evil than Strat. Yes, that that sounds like it would be the case. You look like at the very least you could use an escort wherever you're going. Uh, we are currently going back to the one town that has relative safety to bury our companions who have fallen. 
I'm sorry to hear that. I I would be honored to accompany you. Well, strange Leonin looking fellow. Oh. Insight check, is he sincere? That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean how sincere is like, I'm gonna beat you at this, but I'm gonna try. Depends. <laughs> that was a pretty crappy. Role. I mean, I feel like even with a nine, yeah, he's sincere. I don't have five though. <laughs> no, it's a three because I don't have advantage. With a three though, <laughs> yeah, hard to read. <laughs> it's a hard it to read. Hobgoblin has something to do with how she's not looking at him because. As what is this ugly monstrous creature doing here? Shouldn't we be killing them? As worth noting, all the hobgoblins that you have heard of or encountered are not friendly. Yes. Yeah. Are, yeah. I, I I feel like Soon's position on hobgoblins is ick, not one of the pretty races. Generally. You're also not necessarily wrong. And how articulate are hobgoblins usually? In Faerun, they're the they're the most articulate of the goblinoid races because they're the most regimented and militaristic. Um, but that said, their articulation is mostly regiment forces form ranks and kill the thing. Yeah. According to the wiki, they're drake breeders. Yep. Like they have they have the most society of all of the goblinoid and orcoid races because they're the sort of regimented militaristic people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they're still not someone that you would want to make friends with, usually. Yeah. So, yep. Cool. So, yeah. He with to see. Well, strange Leonin-looking fellow. Oh, um, yes, I'm sorry. Um... If you never, I don't know if your world has my, I am, I am what is known as a hobgoblin. Yes. I, are you people from me? Oh, wait, yes. I have, the Faerunians talk about hobgoblins occasionally. Yes, I'm familiar with your kind, but they usually aren't this polite. That's very unfortunate. Um, Yes, the last thing I heard about hobgoblins from the people of Faerun was uh, regimented attacks on major cities. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say that we do not, that, that my people do not do that from time to time. But historically, it has only been, the Dakani are, are generally have only been in defense or in, in their own liberation or in the pursuit of destroying evil. Yes, uh, um, you've just thrown a lot more proper nouns at me that I do not know, but if, you're, if you wish to battle... I feel like this is, the, this is what every Barovian goes through. <laughs> like, the Vistani can go to other places, it's just like they don't live there, they don't know right. these words. Like, you've said a lot of names. I'm sure Eberron is not necessarily a vacation place for them. Probably not. Also, you said a lot of names is kind of Eberron 101. <laughs> and so she's like, if you if you would battle Strad, I think this group is the one that has devoted itself to his defeat. So Excellent. if you wish 
if you wish to do battle against him, you should best come with us. I will do so then. But, uh, mind the door. To the, the door to the wagon is a trap. It explodes. To go under the wagon, there's a trap door to get inside. Tony, I'll head that way and show him. That seems oddly counterintuitive for a place that you go to regularly, but well, well. It's so that it's so that Strahd's agents do not enter my wagon and take my secrets. Very well. Um. And what was your name again? Kresik. Kresik. Okay. Kresik. Th. Th. Okay. Oh, that's going to be confusing. There is a town named Kresik, not very far from here. Sounds like a wonderful place. I, and nonetheless, I am Esmeralda Davenier. Honored to meet you, lady. I'm I'm Jornel. This uh, our companion here is Connie Rose. Connie will flip through the book. I'm Connie Rose. Devote he he and black is head of the churches. So soon. Um, and it's it's just this long like full introduction for nobility version of the spiel. He does sort of a slight bow to that. Um, yeah, you probably get the sense not an evil church from the long yeah. list of like accolades, but yeah. Is Sooner never on duty? I don't think she is. No, no, no. I there would are no Faerunian deities in Eberron. Yeah. yeah I but the, the general concept of that probably translates yeah. decently well for Oh, it. yeah. There is, there is a, yeah. There's a silver flame. I mean, one. well, there are, the Sovereign Host have their host of deities, and there's a goddess of love. Yeah, so yeah, they, he uh, will fall in this side in sort of a bodyguardy position. All right. Before we, after Kresik enters the wagon, I'll look over your Esmeralda, and it might be best if the rest of us stayed out of sight when we get into Velaki. Uh, we're not sure how their, how our reception will be taken, considering the way we left. Until we duly, figure out. Duly noted. Um, I uh, I'll take us straight to the church and not stop. That'd probably be best until we figure out what their attitude towards the regime change would be. Yes. And climb into the wagon. And uh, when you climb into the wagon, Krethic, you are greeted with two uh, wrapped bodies. And Zanine. And, and a half-orc. Hello. Greetings. Zanine, you've seen hobgoblins before, these sort of red-skinned militaristic people. They're related to part of your lineage, the orcs and goblins. Uh, the like they are a group of people that tend to work a lot with orcs occasionally, as far as you know, and they tend not to be friendly in most cases. This person's kind of an oddity. Okay. And so the the wagon continues on. 
as you get a little bit better to know each other over the course of the next yep. several hours before it pulls into Velaki, as you arrive back at the Church of the Morning Lord within the town of Velaki. And I need to make new tokens for people, for person. I'll go ahead and make a token for you while I'm while while this is happening. Cool. Uh, and so as the as the wagon pulls into town, it stops uh, directly above, uh, directly outside of the the church in town. As she t heads inside and untraps the door and opens it up. All right. If, uh, I'll carry uh, Ismark if you would like to carry Valus. I know that he was uh, your companion before mine. I'll lift up. Yeah, I'll get um, flipping through the book. We should notify the relatives. Yes, I think. Um, Jonelle, once, uh, if you'd like to head to. Well, <laughs> no, you should not be seen. I will head to the inn. Um, after we have brought these two in and retrieve uh, Lady Irina. Take... Take Krethek with who the extra protection would be good right now. Does Valus have a holy symbol on him? Krethek. Oh, you mean Valus? Yes, yeah. Valus has a holy symbol on him. Yes, of Kalimvor. Is it kind of like a pendant, that type of thing? Uh, yes, it is an it is a amulet. An amulet. There's also a symbol. There's also a symbol on the shield as well. Uh, Janelle's going to take the amulet and put it around his neck. Alright. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the symbol of Kelimvor is the scales, right? Yes. So you, you have a symbol that depicts a pair of scales uh, made of the made of the, the forearm bones of a of a skeleton with the, the skull resting on the centerpiece and the two scales balancing between. So you, you bring the body in, and the the father of the church moves to greet you as you enter. Uh, welcome back to the... Oh, dear. It is a couple of our companions have fallen in battle. It seems we require your services again. I see. Um, hmm. I apologize for your loss, it seems this land will have no cessation of its cruelty. 
yes. Um, I'll have the boy prepare graves, and if you'd like, place them up on the altar. I will administer last rites. Look, we're crowdsourcing, Valis. I know it's not your faith, and it's probably one you're a little bit pissed about, yeah. but at least they're opposed to uh, the un... It's the, I mean... They're, they're, back they're here, opposed it's the to the under. It's Lathander. That's close enough for him. It was the priest he had an issue with, not, okay. the, not, not the faith. Fair enough. Giant Christ. Like, Lysander and Kelimvor are tight. More or less. Represents Krethic. This represents your... HP... Nameplate C bar. Save. Use that token. Oh wait, no, hang on. I need to give that token sight before I do that. That would be useful. As um, sight. Yeah, when he, when when Krethic comes in, he will uh, into the church. He stops just before, like takes it takes a quick knee, does a does a quick uh, prayer and goblin, and mm -hmm. then steps inside. And so, as as you bring the bodies in, Esmeralda sort of looks over at you. All right, uh, would you care to accompany me to the inn? To Krethic. Of course. All right. Uh, we need to retrieve the last remaining family of, of poor Ismark. She has had a rough couple of Days. No, it's I, not been good for Arena. Couple of days. Dad, tried Dad. couple of since she was born. Your city's fucked. There's you this guy keeping statues of you, obsessing over you, who happens to be a demon. There's another guy who seems about, to be. By the way, uh, your brother's dead. There's this other guy who's stalking you who is also an immortal vampire. That too. Yep. And while they head off to the inn, talk to the father. So, how have things been in Velaki with the... How's the regime change gone? Uh, well... Gone is uh, a, would be a kind term. The people are uncertain, and no one has really taken a position of leadership yet. They look to me for guidance, but I am but a priest. No one has tried to step up and to fill the empty power vacuum? Well... There have been some 
Okay, did you guys kill uh, the Lady Walker yet, or? Yeah, um, I think so. I think so, but I also don't remember that fight. I feel like we did. Oh, yes, we did. We yeah. went down into the base where there was all the people at the circle, and yeah, we stabbed some people. There's like a demon thing, too. Yes. Like, was that was that her? Actually, I'm accidentally putting you back on that map. Uh, whoops. I don't remember. I just remember that Connie felt the situation had resolved itself. Um, but well, she may very well have not too. been there. I thought she was one of the people in the chairs. Oh, no, yeah, no, you took a bunch of cultists, but you have not taken Lady Walker. Mm. She's, she's not dead yet. We just found the proof that Oops. she was the whole... Oh, yeah, that's right. We were like, proof is good enough. Which, I mean, the, well, the Lady Walker attempted to make the claim that she should be the new burgermeister but with the information that you had brought to me and some other people the town was solidly rounded against her she is currently held within her own home for now so it won't be a huge problem with us showing our faces around town again. Uh, there might be some rogue elements, perhaps, but I think for the moment you should be as relatively safe within these walls as you were prior. Although there's a smaller complement of guards now. Meanwhile, um, Meanwhile. Yep. as you as you follow Esmeralda, she leads you to the Blue Water Inn in the center of town. Um, and as you as you enter, you see a number of individuals sort of keeping a close eye, a weather eye on the on the environment. And the sort of the the bar matron, uh, this sort of elderly looking woman with this long black hair pulled into a tight bun with these streaks of gray in the corners, spots you and Esmeralda as the pair of you enter. Doesn't recognize you and looks a little bit. Uh, odd in your direction, and um, okay. then looks at Esmeralda. Uh, Lady Esmeralda, it's good to see you back. You've brought a new friend? Uh, yes, uh, we are here to um, retrieve Irina. It's been uh, a bit of tragedy that she needs to hear about. And the, the bar matron seems to immediately understand and sort of, ah, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll retrieve her. And a few minutes later, there's this sort of quite beautiful uh, young woman uh, of sort of long brown hair and um, put well put together dress, but outfitted with armor and blade at her side. I don't think I've shown you her artwork yet, everyone. Um, she kind of steps down and looks at the pair of you. Lady Esmeralda, what's happened? Uh, I think it's best if you 
follow me to the church. There's been a bit of a problem. A, a problem? Where? Where's Ismark? And Esmeralda doesn't say anything and just kind of looks down. Where is my brother? Follow me. And immediately she's already running past Esmeralda towards the church. And so the two of you follow after her as she just kind of sprints through the streets. Yep. Yeah, he's following behind. Just mostly keep it taking sort of a guard position for these two. Ignore these. I'm just testing. Ignore what I'm about to do. I'm just testing spells. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah. The uh, so like a few a few moments later. Uh, the doors of the church slam open as Arena rushes into the room and just barrels past everyone who is not already at the altar. The uh, the priest the the priest attempts steps forward and attempts to um, like sort of console her for a minute, but she just immediately shoves past him and walks up to the body of her brother at the altar. And kind of, you see there's the moment of choke, of just pain on her expression as her legs just kind of wobble for a minute and she eventually falls to her knees and just presses her face against the altar beneath where Ismark lays. And it's just, there's no words, just this sobbing noise. as she sort of kneels there against the altar for a few moments as Esmeralda steps up to the rest of you. I, uh, I found her. We should give her a moment to, to buy herself to grieve. Gerdel's just gonna step off. He's gonna be just off to the side. Yeah, there's, yeah, he there's just a... just stays quiet for now and lets things play out. He has no idea who these people are yet. He's just going to learn. And so a few moments later, after a few minutes solid of, of weeping over her brother... I Irina slowly, shakily pushes herself to her feet and turns to look at the rest of you. What happened? I do not know. I felt a little before it occurred. She looks to Janelle. He fell while we were attempting to cleanse a keep from evil influences. He 
he died. He died valiantly fighting, fighting to rid this place of evil. He kind of looks down at the still plastered on his face that sort of half-cocked grin of confidence even in the face of death that Ismark always wore in every encounter that he had joined you in. No matter how dangerous the environment had got, he had always seemed to face it down with a smile knowing that he was doing this to protect his family and his people. And she just kind of looks down and clenches her fists for a minute. The vampire that has done this to this land, to these people, who has spread such evil that it would take my brother from me, Strahd must have his final death put to him. She turns and looks at the group of you. And we will continue to strive to do just that. I am not as strong as my brother was. I am nowhere near the fighter that he would be, but if there is any aid that I can give you. Do you have the... Let me see if Connie has self-restraint. <laughs> Wait, that's Rua's character sheet. Nope. No. Um, she just finds the most relevant passage. Um, we are always ha happy to have the beautiful fight along alongside us in the quest to, to purify hey, what has been tainted by evil. I... Milady, I do not know. I um, just came across these these people, your friends, um, on their way back. But from what it sounds like, I can say with confidence that I, your battle axe is yours. My battle axe is yours. Esmeralda kind of looks at the rest of the group of you with this sort of like faintly aghast expression. You you realize no. Her brother gave everything to protect her. The people of the the people of this town are keeping a watch over her to keep her safe from Strahd. We can't drag her with us from the end when we intend to go you to his castle. You misunderstand. I am not actually giving her. I am saying I am going to go forth in her name. I mean, I that is the. Yeah, I think the all well and all, but. The offer is appreciated. It's her but... choice. Problem is, I think we would with without us. Yes, but I think we would gain a little bit 
more attention from Strahd if she left these walls with us. You see that not, not having his forces directed at us constantly is that's true. But she boon. goes on her own it after would, we leave. Who's I gonna think, protect her? If you if you tell me to stay, I will stay, but I think your efforts might be better suited here. Not to not to just sequester you away, but perhaps to if you want to look into helping provide stability for this town, to keep it a safe haven. That is where I am best suited. Then I will do my best. I will fight Strahd whatever way I can, even if that is keeping the hearts of these people with hope. And that will all they help. won't spawning a <laughs> Connie just wants another pretty person along. That's not actually <laughs> it. it is. This is a person who's granted pretty, but wants to do something. Who's being told, "No, you're too delicate. Stay behind." So Connie's saying she should do what she wants. In, in, in fairness to her, she's not lying when she says she's not the fighter her brother was. Yeah, yeah, I get that she's not actually a fighter. I understand that as a player. My right. reasoning is, it's not that she's delicate, it's she's going to cause a lot more obstacles in our way outside of this town than she would let compared yeah, to anything she's that's an even get. worse reason in Connie's mind. <laughs> Well, you've got a, this creepy stalker, so you shouldn't do things. You got this creepy stalker. We're going to try to sneak into his house while he's watching you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no. Grevik has given his thoughts. All right. I trust that all of you will bring justice to Strahd. I vow it. I try. On my honor. You, I, you're a stranger to me, and yet you've already sworn yourself to this cause. I appreciate the strength of your heart. Your cause coincides with my cause. So be it then. I thank all of you for bringing him back. I know it would have been easier to leave his body where it lay, but that would have been a terrible fate for someone so brave. We also wanted to make sure that the corruption that takes this land doesn't also take your brother's body. And Valis, she says, walking over to the corpse of the ASMR. I see he is also one of the fallen. Well, if anything makes me rest easier, it will be knowing that his stern visage watches over this place with my brother. 
I don't think even I don't think even Strahd could rest his soul from the afterlife. Hope not. Mm. Let's make sure that they are. Cut to several sessions from now, when Strahd raises Valis from the raises Valis as some undead monstrosity. So see, what I was thinking is that the whatever that dragon spirit is reanimating Valis's body and coming after us that way. <laughs> that was what was in my head. Valis's body being the host for Vladimir Horngard's Revenant. Yes. <laughs> but then Vladimir is like. Why is my body trying to strangle me? <laughs> that would happen. Why are you hitting yourself? Why? <laughs> the this problem is, he shot. Vladimir comes back, and then all of a sudden, these his his scourge ASMR feature. Um, the, the, the the radiant consumption, the radiant consumption fires activates out. Activates when he's alone in the woods with nobody else to take damage. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I turn Why this off? Why is this form so inconvenient? It burns itself. <laughs> I know the, and so the 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 last rites proceed as the priest, um, Father Petrovich, um, issues last rites for for uh, Ismark and for Valis, and. Um, Milovaj digs, prepares proper graves for both of them, and they are laid to rest here in the in the the, the hallowed grounds of the of the church. And as night wears on, as the sun begins to set, and you lay them to rest, that is where we will end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.